Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast, where entrepreneurs come to learn how to live their truth, get rich, and make a massive difference in the world. I'm your host, Adam Force, co-founder at Change Creator and co-creator of the Captivate Method. Each week, we talk to experts about leadership, digital marketing, and sales strategies that you can implement in your business and life to go big. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to grab awesome resources that will help drive your business forward. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast. This is your host, Adam Force. Oh, man, today um, I'm excited. We are getting towards the end of the year here, and hopefully you guys are all planning to take some time off, re, uh, recalibrate, and get some rest and time, uh, hopefully with friends and family. I don't know, with this COVID thing, everybody, if you're living out of state, might be tough, but hopefully you get some friends and family time. Um, and you're planning for how you will manage your business at the end of the year when you take time off. So make sure you're planning to lean into those holidays, cover your, your uh, business operations and all that good stuff. Um, so last week, guys, if you just if you missed the last episode, it's really great. It was with Eric Partaker. Um, and what we talked about was... Uh, transforming your health and your wealth. Uh, and he has these key steps that he wrote about in one of his latest books. And they're really interesting and they're powerful, practical steps that you can implement in your life that will be helpful for you. So we talk about that in depth in that interview. And today we'll be talking with someone who runs three social enterprises and she is an expert in increasing trading income for organizations and she now teaches other social entrepreneurs how to do the same thing, which is extremely valuable. She has a wealth of experience to share around running social enterprises. So uh, hang in there. We're going to jump into that conversation in just a minute with Kat Lukak. And last but not least, don't forget to stop by changecreator.com forward slash go big, get some free goodies and assets and a free training, a new free training that we posted up there. You can check that out. Um, we are all over Facebook. So if you're if you're not following us on Facebook, be sure to jump over there and find us and join us in our private Facebook group, which is Be a Change Creator. You'll find that right on our Facebook page. There's a big fat button there for you. All right, let's dive into this conversation with Kat and talk about social enterprises and making money. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Kat, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, brilliant. Thanks very much for having me on. E Excellent. Yes, I'm excited to have a fellow social entrepreneur here who's doing great things. Um, so just give a little background. If you could just tell me a little bit about your business, how you got into it, why social entrepreneurship, all that kind of stuff. Sure. So um, I started as a social entrepreneur back in 2013 with my best friend, Jen Bourne. I always have to mention her because it was a partnership um, <laughs> and she's still running the social enterprise currently. So um, we had an amazing opportunity to, we were basically given the opportunity to take over an education program that had been running um, more as a charity, um, but they'd there was all sorts of different challenges, um, but they were about to close the organization down. And we just happened to be there at the right time, having the right conversations with the right people. And the board um, who were closing the organization offered the program, the education program to us. And we um, were really interested in the idea of turning it into a social enterprise and, and generating a sustainable trading income for it. So it wasn't dependent on grant funding. Yeah. And we they had had some success of working with corporate partners um, previously. So we had some links there and we really believed because of the program, which I'll go into if that's of interest, but um, we could 
uh, yeah, develop a trading model essentially to um, promote, well, to, to secure income um, because we believe there was an offer in there for corporate benefit as well as the teenage and school benefit that was core to the program. Mm. So um, we did that for, well, I did that for three and a half years or so. It was my dream job. Absolutely loved it. And it was just brilliant. Mm. And um, the only reason was really to, that I kind of moved on. I'm still a board member. I'm still very involved. I'm just not involved operationally day to day. Um, was I, we were, so I have to explain the program, otherwise it won't make sense. But we were delivering an education program in secondary schools um, to 11 to 14 year olds around um, uh, sustainability. So environmental sustainability. And kids had to come up with um, a sustainability challenge they were most concerned about and create a business solution to that challenge. And we supported them throughout the academic year in their teams um, it was a bit like Dragon's Den. They had to kind of um, create a, a business plan and present their idea at various stages of the competition. And we had off comp- we have our competition finals in Parliament each year mm. here in the UK. Um, so we were running that for three and a half years. The first three and a half years was obviously like any start of business was full on. And we were in it 100%. And I had just moved um, from London back to Wales, where I'm from. And um, but I wasn't spending any time at home. I was kind of we were on the road four nights a week. So it was a real kind of difficult decision for me around um, sort of separating myself from what I was really loving doing work wise. But seeing that there wasn't really a role for me at that time in the organization where I could spend more time at home, which was really important to me as well. And also I was starting to see we'd worked a lot in the social enterprise space with a lot of um, startup programs and been engaging with a lot of other social entrepreneurs at the same stages as us and we were quite unique at the time in having success with selling to corporates and um i was really interested in the certainly here in the uk i'm not i'm I'm less aware of what it is elsewhere but here in the uk at the time there was still a lot of sort of mindset around being dependent on grant funding um, and not generating trading income and I found this really interesting because it wasn't my understanding of what social entrepreneurship was. Um, and so I really wanted to see and learn more about what we were doing differently in terms of selling successfully to corporates and how we could share that with others. So fast forward um, a few years. So in 2017, I think it was, I, I started Share Impact for two reasons. I really wanted to, I'm super passionate about social entrepreneurship and I really believe that it is the future and the way we should be running business as a whole. Like it should be the normal way that we do business. And it frustrates me that it's not yet. And I appreciate that that will take time, but I wanted to be part of that solution that, you know, we um, can create a, an economy of social entrepreneurs much quicker than we're getting there currently. But for me, that's not possible unless we have um, profitable social enterprises that are quite ambitious in, in, in their sustainability goals in terms of the business being sustainable. Because I think all too often, um, lots of people are coming to social entrepreneurship with really great intentions, amazing innovations and ideas, but don't necessarily have um, the business background or the ambition to make it sustainable, financially sustainable as a business, um, and often give away way too much for free. And so and I just don't think that's very sustainable for the sector. And I also don't think that you know being reliant on grant funding and is, is particularly a sustainable yeah. way to create this economy. So no. for me, I wanted to create Share Impact um, 
and, and kind of uh, help social entrepreneurs to achieve that. And two areas that I really wanted to focus on from my experience at Solutions for the Planet, which I felt I'd kind of learned in that space and also from my previous career was um, helping social entrepreneurs communicate their social and environmental impact better to their clients, customers, stakeholders um, through better impact measurement and communications. And then the other is, yeah, selling to corporates, generating a trading income. If that's not selling to corporates, you know, having a, a, a strong, solid business model that will help um, yeah. get going in those first few years. So that's where Share Impact came from. And that's um, why now I call myself the social entrepreneur coach, because I'm a, a business coach, impact strategist, but specifically helping social entrepreneurs. But I do think it's important for social entrepreneurs that I come from a particular perspective. My background isn't in business. I've always worked in charity and third sector. But I am have experience of setting up and running a successful social enterprise. So, yeah, sure, that's me. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot said there. So let me just kind of rewind for a second. And I'm, you know, it's interesting that you're supporting the corporate space and also the uh, social entrepreneurs themselves. And, you know, it is a way that business is transitioning and shifting and, I remember speaking to this guy, Taddy Bletcher. He won the Skoll uh, Foundation's Award mm -hmm. for Social Entrepreneurship and all that stuff. And uh, he's out in South Africa. And yep. he was like, you know, I love what, you know, people like you and Change Creator and what we're doing, like, because what we're doing, because he's like, you're normalizing social yep. social entrepreneurship. And, you know, something that Amy and I always say is I we, we kind of just sometimes we just give up on the terminology. I'm like, I don't even want to call it. Like, why do we, <laughs> I don't, yeah. we don't even like, it doesn't need its own name. It's just, no. we're just doing business, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it's interesting. And, and I'm curious on your perspective around business today. Uh, we obviously have a capitalist economic system. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm curious if you feel that business of this nature is a square peg in a round hole or that it fits well, because you know what I mean? Like, yep. how do you feel about that scenario? Um, conflicted, <laughs> if I'm completely honest. So sometimes, yeah, I think social entrepreneurship is and can operate, I think, in the capitalist system. And I think it's certainly come out of that. And I think in terms of my perspective about social enterprises being profitable, yeah, it comes, you know, I, 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 we are and I've grown up in and, you know, to, to all intents and purposes, I have to accept that I am a capitalist as well. Mm -hmm. So um, whether I want to be or not. So I think for me, what's more important and how I define for me social entrepreneurship, it's more about um, profitability for the social impact for the mm -hmm. mission or the cause not for personal profitability and not for individual gain now that's not that i don't think founders and employees of social enterprises shouldn't be paid well and fairly and i think i have this on my website because i think it's really important that social entrepreneurs pay themselves really well because i believe they are the innovators the transformation you know they're creating the transformation of the new the new economy that we want to create and the new society that we want to create so i do think it's important that that's recognized that skill that innovation yeah. that creativity yeah but for me it's not about endless like becoming endlessly wealthy as an individual or to enable other people because i don't think that part of capitalism and that's part of our economic system creates the equitable society that i truly want to see like we can't eradicate poverty if we're all striving to be multi-millionaires and billionaires like 
I just don't see how that's possible. And for me, <laughs> in my values, it's much more important that we live in a more equitable society. I want to, you know, challenge the, the current situation. So that's how I kind of yeah. I'm making sense of it at the moment. It's not fully formulated, but that's definitely where I'm at at <laughs> the moment. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's something that takes a lot of thought. And there's all these mm -hmm. books about conscious capitalism and all these things. And, you know, an economic system like that, I think, would be a long time uh, to change. It's just so ingrained into mm -hmm. people that they're, you know, anytime you talk about anything different, you're automatically a communist or a socialist <laughs> or something else, right? It's like, so to me, um, you know, we've always, we've come to respect the the way that because there's good and bad for anything right so it's yeah. like we've learned to respect money we've learned to appreciate the power that it gives us as opportunity yeah. to make a difference and here's the deal right and this is something that we tell people a lot is like well if we're going to really start shifting things you're going to have to compete with the big players that are making the decisions out there about the economy and about mm -hmm. how that money is used so you know you can call out guys like Jeff Bezos and things like that. This guy could eradicate poverty in America 10 times over probably around the world if he wanted to as he becomes the first trillionaire um you know but like if you're not willing to to respect money and make money and think of it in a way as this is how i transform lives if i yep. someone said this to me one time and they were like well if you love your audience then you should sell to them and I was like, yeah, you're right. I like that, right? That's a, it's a perspective shift. And yeah. if they don't get to that point, you're never going to create a $100 million business to compete with the other big players to actually make a difference because they're always going to be on top and funding the political uh, platforms, you know? Exactly. And I think that's where I came to is that if we're not um, being that ambitious and thinking creatively about how we generate that kind of wealth, how do we challenge the status quo? Yes. And I think it's about how do we... Um, you know, and it's not about, like I said, it's not about individuals. It's about collectivism and kind of working together to create that change and create that wealth collectively and, and redistributing and generally redistributing it, which is where I appreciate certainly in America, they might see me as a communist when I say that kind of thing, but <laughs> I kind of, um, that I don't have a problem with that. Like for me, the state, the, the situation economically across the globe is not okay. Like it's not equal. Um, and you know, we need to be able to support and empower people to help themselves out of poverty. Because I also have an issue with us just giving away charity and aid. Like that's not the way to transform people's lives no. and give them no. true freedom. So I think, you know, we have to find ways. Yeah. And I think social entrepreneurship is brilliant at doing that. It is. Um, it's like teaching someone to fish, right? That old analogy. Exactly. Because, yes. you know, I, I, I've gotten in arguments even with family members about these things and they're like, oh, well, you can't just, you know, there's study after study out there. You can't just give people housing and give people things because they, and they're right. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because they don't know how to handle that. They don't, just like someone who wins the lottery, they don't know what to do with, you know, millions of dollars. They have no idea <laughs> right yeah. and that's why it usually goes out the window um mm -hmm. and you know they're just not educated around that but that doesn't mean they can't be educated so it sounds like what you're saying is you know we're now empowering people to actually use these skills and do it for themselves and car like kind of create their own paths right 
Definitely. Yeah. And I think recognizing that some people in certain situations and even, you know, across the whole world, you know, I don't when I say that um, social entrepreneurs shouldn't apply for grant funding, it's not, you know, I definitely think this place when you're starting up um, and when you're piloting things or you're testing out new ideas, there's yeah. definitely a place to receiving funds, investment and support. Um, and I, I've got no problem with that at all. And I think that's the same for anybody that kind of needs a little bit of help um, to get to where they want to be to kind of enable their brilliant idea to actually see full fruition. Yeah, I agree. And I think that um, I like, I mean, I've kind of over the years personally, and you mentioned the grants and things like that. And I, I've learned in my own perspective, this is totally, um, you know, subjective. And I, I think there's a place for it depending on the type of business you're in, right? If it has a, a requirement for very large sums of upfront uh, funding, kind of like yeah. starting a restaurant, right? Like mm -hmm. you just can't do it with the money out of yeah. your pocket most likely. Um, yeah. But if you're one of these people carving out a path, um, you know, like an e-commerce shop or a Shopify store or like a course or you're a, a, a coach or a creator or whatever, um, yeah. more modern day entrepreneur today in the digital space, I don't think you should be taking grants and loans because it's not going to help you in the end, right? Because yeah. here you get money and you haven't learned how to make money yet. So you're yeah. just going to spend it and it, you still don't have a system or an understanding of how to sell, how to yeah. create a marketing strategy that works. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just wasted. And so I'd rather see people build their own foundation themselves. What do you think? I totally agree with that. And that's definitely one of the things I speak to my clients and audience about is that if you've got that kind of online digital business and, you know, I don't know what it is. I think it's kind of a fear and a mindset thing issue around um, needing that safety net, which I, I can understand. But at the same time, totally with you on the fact that if you're going to create a business, you need to learn to sell and sell, learn to sell quickly um, and kind of learn the mistakes along the way, which are inevitable, and just learn an approach that works for you and your business. Yeah. And this is something now that, um, as I've reflected more and more on how me and Jen got started, because we had no sales experience when we started our social enterprise, but we knew, you know, what we wanted to achieve and what our business model was going to be. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like you just have to get on and, you know, start learning and start doing and make those mistakes um, and be humble enough to go, yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll learn from that. And I think for us, that was one of the real keys was just being really open to learning all the way through it and um, finding out what worked for us, what worked for other people. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, all of that along the way. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I guess through your experience, have you seen any, can you give me an example of what are some of the, okay, actually, I already know one. We talked about selling, um, and this is an important topic uh, for this conversation. And I think, you know, you know, there's a lot of stigma around it for good reason, you know, historically of all the trends that have happened in marketing and, and, and bad sales. But um, why do you think, on your, in your own perspective, the entrepreneurs you're talking to, um, they're not, they don't feel comfortable with this process yeah. of selling. Um, and do you see them trying to outsource this type of work to a marketing team and others? Like they're just going to set that up for them. Uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I think lots of people would love that <laughs> if they could have that support that so they could just bring somebody in and do the selling for yeah, them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, they just, they it, it, kind of um, 
paralyzes them, this idea of selling. So I, I think for me, so I work predominantly with female social entrepreneurs um, at a relatively early stage. They're usually at least six months into their business, but within sort of um, two to five years of starting. And for me, I think one of the things around selling is that it's that experience of sales previously and all of that, like exactly what you said, all of those precon. Um, preconceived ideas about selling being really hard very masculine in, in their own minds like and um very unethical and very pushy and for me it's just as a coach kind of helping them reframe yes that might have been your experience or that might be your perception of sales but sales doesn't have to be like that you know you can create how you choose to interact engage and sell to your um, clients and customers that is your choice as a business owner that's your approach that you take um, and it's how you bring your personality your ethics your values into that and I think what you said earlier like the key to this is for social entrepreneurs is um, selling through service like being of service to people and, and recognizing the value that you're offering by people purchasing your products yeah. or services I think when I help people reframe the difference they're actually making, whether it's, you know, to people's lives or the impact that they're able to create because of those sales, it takes time, but it's easier for them to see that, yes, they are really being a value. Um, and I think sometimes it's uh, this shift as well around um, essential products or services and non-essential things and yeah. like recognizing that those non-essential things you know whether they're frivolous things whether they're fashion items whether um you know they're, they're not food water shelter etc but they're still things people want and need and desire and that's okay um the only area that i i kind of and where i don't work in necessarily is where but this doesn't usually fall in there's a, there's a very small area is where social entrepreneurs are selling products that i don't feel um actually you know because i'm very conscious of like the, the waste we create and um, so for me a product has to have a purpose um or be very much thought through in a sort of circular yeah. design model yeah. um but apart from that i think you know people can be selling in a way that they desire and they choose to sell that doesn't that can kind of be very very different to the kind of very um heavy yeah. uh, negative sort of sales perspectives people have right and a lot of these people as well they have this inspiration and um they're even motivated to really get you know people are very excited when they're starting businesses and things like mm. that um and they don't they don't always know the depth of um you know different supply chains and things like that and you know we had somebody come to us in our program the captivate method and they're like i want to uh do bottled water in plastic <laughs> bottles I was, yeah. like, I was like whoa wait a minute so we kind of you know had this conversation and talked about it and it, and they found a workaround solution in mm -hmm. something that was biodegradable and all that kind of stuff but um you know it's interesting just to see though where people's minds are at where they had a certain, um, I forget exactly what the angle was that was mission driven about it, mm -hmm. but it was yeah. still using resources that were not in line with those types of values. Yeah. Um, and you could still see that coming up uh, to the surface. And you're like, wow. So there's just different mindsets and I guess understanding of these things at different levels. And it's easy for you know us to be like, to, it's obvious because we're so knee deep in all this all <laughs> the time that we forget yeah. that not everyone's that, that well versed in it yet. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, some social entrepreneurs as well have very much a social focus or a very environmental focus. Yeah. And I think it's, it's start, you know, it's thinking about how can you bring those closer together? Because although you might have a very specific social mission, and um, I believe that, you know, you should be able to build in some positive environmental uh, impacts or reducing the negative environmental impacts within your business as well, just not as the core mission, but certainly as a, a business that does good and thinks through the wider impact it's having. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that's a really interesting thing that uh, I think increasingly social entrepreneurs are, are coming to and recognizing. But absolutely, I think we all come from a particular experience and we're on a particular part of the journey and have different worldviews. And I think it's it's not a hierarchy of, you know, some people are more experienced and more knowledgeable, like all of this stuff is quite radical, new and exploratory. And the evidence is constantly kind of um, coming out and kind of also changing and we don't you know it, we just have to be open to learning all along the way and being willing to share that learning i think as well because um it's you know there's so much going on at the moment yeah. and there's so much to learn and you know you think you can be doing good in one area but actually then you realize you're having a negative impact and sometimes i think we just have to accept that for the next 25 30 years it's going to be messy you know people <laughs> we're going to get it wrong but without intentionally trying to do so a hundred percent. It's just, I mean, not everything could be perfect. And, you know, sometimes we'll help people get to the point where like they want to be at, at Z in the alphabet right out of the gate. And yeah. sometimes you might have to take some steps in order to get to, you know, through A, B, C, and D <laughs> first <Cool. Yeah. laughs> um, so that you can get there. And, you know, for ex an example of that might be uh, somebody that wants to have a market, like they'll say our, our audience are people in uh, Kenya or another area that uh, maybe in Nepal and and we're like, wow, that's amazing that you want to help them. But to have them as an audience, like you're you're obviously going to need grants and funding regularly because they're not going to be people. I mean, they obviously don't have money to be a customer. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so to, to flip the business model into something that can earn profits and earn money from people right on its own versus the grants and everything else and then using that money in a way that supports those others that you want it to so kind of like shifting things around a little bit uh, can make a big difference for people's business models so that they can be self-sustainable and not fighting for you know donations and grants on the regular yeah absolutely i think that's really important and sometimes it's just recognizing what and um, skills and expertise and um, that they can be sharing in, in slightly different ways that may not have been they may not have thought of as their sort of core business activities but right. absolutely <laughs> right. to generate right. income yeah and that happened to us too because you know out of the gate uh with change creator we had this business model in mind that one was way too complicated for somebody mm -hmm. starting out of the gate um and two was not revenue focused well we thought we were right we had yeah. this uh the change creator magazine which was has been stellar for brand equity and things like that because we've connected with so many great people um but that's a really tough sell an yeah. app that's a magazine and and to actually be profitable because your marketing dollars can only go so deep before you can return a profit like on a facebook ad right um and so we learned all that the hard way and we had to do like b2b um um, support of our strategies and help other clients. So we had to find another revenue channel, which was part of our overall business strategy in the long term, but it wasn't, we had to pull that in early. Yeah, <laughs> We're like, exactly. oh, we better start doing this B2B. I mean, you can build up an audience on these types of things like the magazine, but 
So anyway, you know, these things shift and change and you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to get from one step to the next. And I think another Mm. great point that you made was regarding like the social impact people have. And it's like your business doesn't have to be about just one thing. Like, oh, my business social impact is this, right? It's like, well, no, I'm just operating according to my values, which means, yes, Mm -hmm. I pay people fairly. Yes, I source ethical, um, you know, materials that are biodegradable. It's just, it's not like you don't have to sit there and say, I'm a social, uh, you know, enterprise because I do this and I have fair trade. It's, it's just, this is just, you're running a business that aligns to your values. Exactly. And I think that's where, that's what's really important. So um, when I was saying before about this is an evolving space as well, and there's going to be, and it's great that we've got this huge diversity because if we're creating the future economy, we have to allow for all types of businesses. And I think we also have to allow for, the fact that globally there are different so my background is actually in um, interfaith and intercultural dialogue and like bringing people together from backgrounds of different faiths and beliefs yeah. and facilitating sometimes difficult but sometimes brilliant conversations <laughs> and i think we have to recognize that you know if we want this to happen there's going to be people have very different value sets and all they come from um uh, different worldviews and different belief systems yeah and i definitely think there's increasing commonality across those things but we have to allow for that diversity and that if somebody else, if somebody wants to focus more on the human rights aspect or, you know, compared to somebody that wants to just eradicate plastic from the oceans, yeah, we should be able to allow the, the, the diversity of that within the yeah, social economy. And um, so I think that's really key. It is. It is. And, I, and the more that we have people approaching businesses for the right reasons um, Mm. and that align to those values that they have. Obviously, that power of collaboration gets stronger and stronger, um, which is an exciting development and we see more and more of it, but there is a, a major gap in these social enterprises actually becoming profitable. So many mm-hmm. are dropping off the map um, because they just can't figure out how to sell, how to do the marketing. And and I think, you know, because we talked about it a little bit earlier, people tend to have a mindset. They have a mindset of service, which is great, but then they feel like, well, you know, I just, I want to help people. So like, I'm not going to sit here and charge them when they're going to tell me, you know, I don't have a lot of money, but I can scrap it together. And you're afraid to take the money because now all of a sudden you just want to help. You just want to give it away. And this bartering stuff starts to happen a lot. (laughs) And next thing you know, a year goes by and you're like, Hmm, I wonder why I'm not profitable yet. Um, and and like you said in the beginning, people give away too much for free, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a real risk and that we as social entrepreneurs have to recognize quite early on. Like I think it's great that people want to be that giving and altruistic, but I do think, and I think lots of people make this decision, you know, a bit too late, either, yeah, like you said, a year in or two years in. Yep. But it's kind of like, if you want to run a business, you need to learn to be okay with generating income, making sales and selling to people um, and recognizing that you're doing that for a greater good and to be in service to people. Yeah. Um, and not to, um, because unless you're already very wealthy, there's... <laughs> you know how else are you going to generate your income unless you're going to go and work full time and you know try and do both things at the same time which some people do successfully but for me that's not no. how I want to how I want to work you know I, I it's important to me that I find a good balance with work and life yes um, and, that, and that they're one and the same thing as well actually exactly <laughs> um so I think 
yeah so i think it's just really important that social entrepreneurs really recognize and i think if they're not feeling comfortable well one thing i say to a lot of my clients is do you if you if you don't if you don't want to um uh if you don't want to charge for your services or you don't feel like it's right to charge for your services why don't you set up as a charity and i think that's a useful thing for lots of people to think about because certainly here in the uk there is this um lots of people do set up as social entrepreneur enterprises i think sometimes because they misunderstand the concept of it yeah and because there's some funding and they assume that there's more funding available if you set up a social enterprise than there is charities the reality is it's all <laughs> quite it's just going away um so but i think it's it is important because sometimes i think people do come to social entrepreneurship and actually they do have a charity in mind like and it's a great charity and it should be a charity and they should focus on generating donations or having crowdfunding or you know getting sponsorship and support and i don't have a problem with that i think there's probably still space for um you know there is space for lots of charities but i think you do you know if you're a social entrepreneur you have you have to see yourself as an entrepreneur and that you're you know be business minded and recognize yeah the and and, and get to uh, and it's, it's taken me a long like it's probably taken me the best part of seven years to get to this place myself but recognizing that it's okay to make money if you're depending on how you're choosing to use it um, and for me that's the big thing it's like are you you know our, i think our problem with money is often because of this perception rightly or wrongly and i'm not saying that this is necessarily the case but rightly or wrongly that money creates all the world's problems and that wealthy people are bad people which i think is interesting anyway because you know most social entrepreneurs are a long way off creating their first billion dollars but um, (laughs) at the same time that's you know they're resistant to creating money and making wealth in their business because that's what they associate it with it quite strongly and i'm always quite surprised how strongly held that is in people yeah but i think yeah it's just becoming more comfortable with the fact that you know, I'm, I'm on a journey of making money, but it's because I want to create this change. And at the moment, this is how I create that change is by having money to invest in the things that I want to invest in or support or give back to or enable. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. hundred um, yeah, percent. And I, and you, and you know, and I want people to be excited about selling and you know, it's interesting because mm. we had a client recently and he was like, um, like we, t- part of our, what we do in some of our B2B is we take our course and we have a do it for you kind of like, you know, for, for businesses. Yep. And mm-hmm. we had somebody, um, that actually bumped up from our program and was like, I just want to get help like more intimately work. Like, All right. Yeah. So we started working through some stuff. Cause you know, he spent like $150,000 over 20 years. He's like an expert coach with like pro athletes, Olympians, all this stuff. Um, and he's been a rock star. And so he's like, I spent $150,000 trying to like help more people by going online and he's hiring marketing teams, website teams, all these things. And it was so disjointed. Nothing really ever came together with his messaging and he wasn't making sales. And as we went through everything um, and got more in tune with it, he was able to kind of, he's like, God, I, he made, he had his first $3,000 day within just two months. And he was like, well, I'm so excited to sell now. He was a guy that felt like this old perspective, but once we shifted the way he like saw things and was able to help people, he was like, now I'm excited. Like I can't wait to sell more. And that's what I, I would love to see more social entrepreneurs feeling. Yeah. And I think that happens when you like, and that was certainly my experience at Solutions for the Planet. When we made those first few sales with corporates, it is exciting because that weight of, I don't really know how I'm going to do this if we don't get paid next month or, you know, can I actually afford to pay 
the bills this month, which is, you know, that ongoing challenge um, at the, in the early days, as yeah. soon as you start seeing that money coming in and you see that it's not just making the sale and having the money in your account, it's the recognition that somebody's putting value on what you're doing. And that really motivates you. And rec- it's kind of, it's that external validation that, no, this is of interest to other people. People want to be a part of it. And um, people see the difference that we're making. It's not all in our heads. <laughs> like we're not just <laughs> right. making this up. And I think that's as well where the excitement really comes from. It's like, it is a validation of all the time you've invested um, in the idea. Yeah. Um, but it also, I think, creates, for us, it created the relationship with corporates and it really changed my perspective of of, of the, the, the business and industry as a whole. Like, And at the end of the day, recognizing that there are always people out there and individuals in all sorts of different walks of life, but also, you know, all across business who were really interested, passionate and wanted to be supportive of what we were trying to achieve. Um, and that they knew that they could enable that to happen through their business by um paying for our services you know and and they saw the added value and obviously they saw the value that we added to them but they also saw that by working with us in particular there was additional value and that we created so awesome yeah and it does become exciting then it does become exciting i mean i'm i was somebody that was the old mindset of money is the root of all evil kind of thing and i (laughs) i probably subconsciously have some old you know residual (laughs) thoughts on that stuff but i i've literally have read books about biology of belief or the subconscious mind i've had to like retrain and reprogram my brain to understand the power of this and how important it is and to appreciate it in the right perspective um so i know the feeling and i would watch our you know whether it was personal or business account like float around certain dollars it's it was amazing how it would go up but i always found my way back to a certain number (laughs) I was like what the hell is going on here and I started learning about money mindset and I was like holy crap I'm totally sabotaging myself and um, yeah until that that work was done and I'm still I do it all the time um it, it change, all of a sudden the universe starts opening up. You start seeing yeah. that you're accepting money into your life and you're you're actually holding on to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important. And it is a challenge. I think it's a challenge for all of us. Um, but it's something that we, as it's something I'm really passionate about, helping social entrepreneurs and something I'm still working yeah. on just like you, Adam, as well. It's just one I of those that. things. And I don't think it, I don't think it ever goes. I'm sure it doesn't. I'm sure that we all, even, you know, multimillionaires have, I'm sure they have limiting beliefs around money as well. It must be. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard and it's hard to know what you're, I kind of want a coach that can help me work through the subconscious stuff because it's such a, I was reading this book, The Biology of Belief, and it's like 90% of our daily actions are determined by the subconscious. So mm-hmm. it's like, you can't, it's like, it's like saying it in the conscious mind, like, um, I, I want to lose weight, so I'm not going to eat donuts anymore. You could say that all day long to yourself, but mm-hmm. saying it consciously is like trying to wish the CD player to change the song. Um, yeah. He's like, you have to actually go and reprogram it. You have to actually change that what what is playing, and until you can do that, you will end up with a donut in your hand, and before you know, it, going son of a bitch, like <laughs> yeah. I got to stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it's powerful stuff. <laughs> it is powerful. Listen, I appreciate the work you're doing on both ends, the B two B and the. Um, with the entrepreneurs who need support, especially focusing on, you know, women and stuff. That's cool. So how do people who are listening learn more about what you're doing and connect with you if they want to chat? 
So if people want to connect, I'm on Facebook um, at Share Impact. Um, I also have a Facebook community called the Impact Entrepreneurs Club. And I'm also on Instagram at Kat Luckock, which is L-U-C-K-O-C-K Coaching. So that's Kat Luckock Coaching. Yep. So that's and, brilliant. And what about your website here? Shareimpact.org. Oh, yeah. yes. guys. So shareimpact.org. And you can find all kinds of stuff there too. Um, Kat, thanks for your time today. Always fun to talk with a fellow educator and social entrepreneur. Um, we will uh, stay connected and talk soon. Brilliant. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator Podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward.